families, Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast. It's the same day, can you believe it? <laughs> uh, but here we are again. Um, oh yeah, let me go over there. But first, got to take a sip of the All right. I was so tired. I'm still tired, but of course I'm restless. There's so much on my mind, my head, and I'm like, and then it's like, if I go to sleep now, it's going to mess everything up with my life and everything is just going to be retarded. So I was like, oh yeah, I needed to get up and take off these nails. Cause these nails—they looking rough. It's rough right now. And then I got inspired. I was on Facebook scrolling, and uh, I forgot. I wanted to talk about this. You know, I'm never get—I'm <laughs> never gonna get tired of talking about relationships and stuff. It's just what it is. I don't know. So there's this meme that says having someone who shows you. Every every day they want you a whole vibe. And the caption says, most definitely, don't just say that. Your loyalty, respect for me all the way around, honesty, and etc. Um also to add to this, I would like before I say what I'm gonna say. I would like to read this because I was inspired earlier to share this from Horatio Jones. Oh my gosh, I love this man so much. Like, I legit bought his book, I Am the Love of My Life, and I read it from front to back. Um, I read it from front to back because I, I legit be feeling like if I don't read if and from the back somebody gonna know <laughs> like I just want to support people fully Ooh. anyways trauma trauma so this post says to me the famous this is um quotes waiting for the one is sometimes a manifestation of an inv- of an avoidant attachment style especially when you're especially when you constantly reject real healthy relationships in the present for a phantom perfect person in the future always feeling like you can't settle for anyone nice caption is long and it goes i will settle for less one day Less than my mind can imagine. I confess that no human can ever compare to my imagination. But this is not an issue. I accept this. This is my intellectual honesty. This is me understanding that there may be no one destined soulmate I must find. Are there... Are there... Okay, I can read y'all, but this how this <laughs> I'm trying to see what it what it's supposed to say. Are there are plenty 
okay whatever are there are there plenty of compatible of both compatible non-compatible partners soulmates what do you all think i don't know what you're trying to say are there any plenty no there's not any are there out there plenty of compatible or non-compatible partners soulmates what do y'all think i don't know i don't know what you're trying to say all right whatever i mean i don't believe we have souls he don't believe we have souls okay i'm sorry i did not pre-read this (laughs) i'm reading it just right now i thought i really thought okay i don't even know but i thought so here we go i'm sorry all right uh, <laughs> I didn't know I was getting here. I mean, I don't believe we have souls, but I use the term soulmates to speak your language. I use bonds, quotes, in the same way. Cool question mark. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm just going to keep reading, okay? I'm, I'm not going to say anything yet. I'm just going to. I'm just going to read what I see. So, I'll settle for what is physically real, which will be less than what I can imagine. I will settle for someone I adore and feel safe with in person. There will always be an imagination of someone better out there. But again, it's just an imagination which my partner will not have to compete with. They can't. I will settle for less than I deserve because I don't believe I ever deserve quotes a human i don't think a partner is someone must work for or earn i don't believe i deserve reciprocity not in a negative way but really no one has to give my love back i can dot 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 leave as hard as i may be can i just say this one more time no one no one has to give my love back. I can dot 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 leave as hard as I may be. Okay, the word deserve is weird to me, I don't use it as much. It makes me feel entitled to certain treatment by other beings. It makes me feel entitled to certain treatment by other beings of free choice. Just because I treat a person well, I don't think, I don't think I deserve reciprocity. Because to reciprocate is their free choice. Because to reciprocate is their free choice. To treat me well, to treat me well is their choice. To treat me well is their choice. Not saying, not, not saying I'll tolerate male treatment or neglect but i don't demand stuff i only wish and hope you may have your own definition of deserve but for me you are free to treat me the way i allow you to wow you're free 
You are free to treat me the way I allow you to. Anything outside of that, anything, anything outside of that, it's up to me. That's in capital letters, M-E. It's up to me. It's up to who? That person? No, 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 no. Is it up to that person to let you go? Is it up to that person to tell you the direction of where the relationship is going? Is it up to that person to tell you how they're going to treat you? No, it's up to me to remove myself. There's no one to deserve. I could talk to I could talk for days about this. I can give you examples. I can give situations, okay? But here's the bottom line. Okay. I <laughs> I'm just going to say this to start this off. <laughs> so, the people, okay, my type, right? I'll just say this. My type. The the man that I truly desired ever since I was like a kid, right? And I'll just give you real life examples. Um I loved I have no idea where these nails are going. I'm like I'm uh like I hear them but I don't see them. I'm clipping these nails off. <laughs> And they just flying somewhere, and I just don't see where they're going. And I feel like one day I'm going to step on them, and I'm going to hurt myself. But here we are. But I would say, I was saying, when I was younger, um, I was really in love with Bow Wow and Love Romeo. You know, I'll just say that. So, just to give you an idea. Oh, my God. These nails are flying everywhere. Uh, just to give you an idea of what I like. You know what I like about Bow Wow? I like Bow Wow because he had these hazel eyes. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't know what it was exactly but I just felt like somehow some way somebody was like racist towards me and it it just was wrong to like white people so um Bow Wow was the closest thing where I could get what I really what I wanted out of a, a, a person which was pretty eyes cause I'm be honest with you um, I love blue eyes because <laughs> blue is my favorite color. <laughs> like, I, I will die for some blue eyes. I will. Um, and like black people don't have blue eyes or whatever. So anyways, I made Bow Wow my crush and all of that. So, but I can tell you now that looking at Bow Wow, baby mama, I don't look nothing like them, Okay. <laughs> far from it far from it so i would never be his type nor his choice you know what i'm saying that's the goal and gist of what i was bringing up so um they say you can't be a penny asking for a dime okay you really got to date your 
they within your whatever that's called y'all know what i'm saying they're within your uh wherever you at that's where <laughs> like that's what you gotta don't don't go above and beyond and be like oh well i really need a man who makes six figures and you work at mcdonald's like you need a man who work at chrysler <laughs> Ooh, you need somebody that's just just above you you know you don't need no because at the end of the day you gotta think and this is just for heterosexual people but like a man with money um he got options <laughs> you got to know that you got to know that and so you cannot think that if you're not up to par and on your purpose and your best version of who you are supposed to be um what why would somebody have to choose you okay now i'm gonna jump from a lot of different things but what i first want to say is that speaking for myself that i would have these fantasy uh imagination parties within myself to believe that the person that I had to be with was uh way more understanding than I am of myself right so I have these little mental breakdowns or whatever and And uh, it's just a lot of things that I didn't receive in childhood. And you don't realize that that's what becomes your love language. The things that you didn't really get. And it would be the things that you become and are and what you speak out of a person. And most of the time, like, romantically, you start putting the pressure to seek out Oh, well, my dad wasn't around, and I really just need a man's presence in my life that's going to love me unconditionally and not judge me and always make sure that I'm good and provide for me, love me, give me money, whatever, spoil me, treat me like a princess. And the whole time it's like you looking for a partner to treat you like a parent, because you're you're missing that and that's what you miss in your childhood and so you think oh well you know if a person is not doing these things then they don't love me and it's not enough and it's really like these unrealistic standards and goals you have for a partner because you have to give that to yourself first okay you have to we all have to go on our own self-care healing journey and figure out who we are and how much we matter how important we are and like what's our true passion and goals and anything that somebody else who is themselves who come as they are if they can add to that you know, it's not, it's not, we, 
sometimes put that responsibility on whoever is going to be in our lives like you have to come and save me because of the way that I was brought up the way that I don't love myself I need you the other person to provide that for me and it's like it's so selfish is so inconsiderate and it's so like crazy to be entitled to somebody else's energy and time and love like that like first of all if they choose to I feel like I'm gonna say a few contradictory things here but just bear with me stay with me here okay now (laughs) listen to me okay listen to what's being said, okay? It's going to sound opposite, but listen. I feel like you cannot choose who you love, i.e., let's say the person that you really love, right, is not your type. It's not your type. And... But you can't help it because they're like the person for you. They're a good person for you. And you just can't help but have feelings for them. Whatever, whatever. And I feel like you can't really help who you desire, who you're attracted to, who you're drawn to. That's something I feel like that was out of your control, right? However, I feel like love is a choice and you have to choose to love a person now when I'm saying this I'm saying you can't help who you love but I'm also saying that love is a choice that means that we all have free will to choose to love someone meaning that um The person that you love, even though you can't help it, you can choose not to love them because that's not your ideal person. Okay? That's what I'm saying. That's what I I mean by love is a choice. And I mean, you have to say yes or no to what's in you. Okay? Whether it's right or wrong, that's it's it's always going to be your choice. It's It's always going to be an individual choice. So love is a choice. Right? People can choose to not love you. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. And when somebody is choosing not to love you, it, it does not mean give them more of what they already don't appreciate. It does not mean... Okay. This is freaking... What the hell? Bruh. I was losing my damn mind. Okay. Okay, hold on. Wait, let me see. Oh, this week. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got distracted. I'm trying to take this thing on. I done went and got my nails done. I'm trying to be cute. But it's being weird because this polish won't come off. The thing on nail won't come off. My fingers hurt. I've been jamming my fingers at work. And here we are. Okay. Anyways. 
So I basically wanted to just say that um, I had an experience where I thought that, oh, like the times, it's the times we're living in, right? It's really programming us to live a certain way because that I had an epiphany and I had a revelation, right? Not so long ago, I was like, yo, look, man, I never really said, <laughs> I never really said that I wanted to get married and have kids. It's just something that as I was getting older, it was being presented to me and it, for women, it comes up in a way like, you're not worth anything. You're not a woman unless, unless, unless you're a mother or a wife. Can you hold a man down? And all of that. So I was really like feeling some type of way because I had strategically <laughs> um, mapped out my life and was avoiding relationships for real, for real. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Somebody just asked me, has there ever been a person that I've been willing to stick it out with instead of just leaving? And I'm like, to be honest with you, that's really hard for me because I truly um, have actively tried to leave everybody alone. Because ultimately, I was just like, you know... I'm good. Just based on my childhood and the relationships that I saw and what I believed in, I'm just like, I don't have time for that. I just don't. Um, I was listening to this podcast and they're explaining that, you know, how monogamy, monogamy, am I saying that right? Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Monogamy is a natural I'm sorry. And uh, how we're mammals who are polygamous. And I feel like I don't know where all this polygamy and stuff is being like broadcasted and put upon us all of a sudden. Because before they was like, you need to be married in order to have sex or whatever. But here we are with this. We need more than one partner. But abortion should be illegal. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where it was going. Where was I going? I kind of lost my train of thought. See, this is why I should have just went to sleep. I really need to take these nails off though, for real. But no, man. Uh... All of this stuff is just really being programmed to us and how it's supposed to go. And so, I, like I said before, I don't know, maybe I didn't say it before, but I'm saying it now. Like, I used to always be one to follow the rules of society, of the world. I just felt like that's what had to be done in order. It was me, people pleasing my way into life and doing what people said was acceptable and things that were put upon me that I felt like I had to achieve in order to be validated and seen and feeling worthy and loving myself. But like I was saying, um, I just felt like uh, the husband, the whole kids, wife thing, I don't know. I just felt like 
it wasn't something that I personally was just like, oh, yeah, that's really what I want. You know, it was something that I felt like I had to do in order to have a successful life. And it's like by whole standards, because my standards, whether I'm with somebody or not, like, I just want to be at peace. I really don't want to hold nobody up. <laughs> I really don't want nobody to hold me up because it's like, you know, I could have been straight by myself. But at the end of the day, it's better to have love and lost than not have loved at all because we are designed to be compatible with other people and other things. You know, and I just feel like what a waste, not what a waste that you didn't form relationships and build stuff and go through anything. But it's just like, why not? <laughs> why not? What what else is there to do? You know, but to freaking love, get heartbroken, have sex and die. Like, I feel like it's nothing else to do. Um, I mean, if you want to be a virgin all your life and not have any connections, not build anything with nobody, great. But it's just like, it just makes life more worthwhile when you really can enjoy somebody else and somebody actually is having a good time with you for who you are. It's okay. And it's okay that everybody's not going to accept you. I think that, like I was saying... Like in childhood, you had this fantasy like, oh my gosh, everybody's supposed to like me. Everybody's going to accept me for who I am. And it's like, that's not the case. Because at the end of the day, you don't do that to everybody. You don't like everybody. You don't accept everybody. You don't think everybody is cute. You're not attracted to everybody. So you have to know that everybody's not going to think you're cute. Everybody's not going to be attracted to you. And And although you have a type, although you have a type, your type might not be... You might not be their type. And that's all I was saying. Like, Bow Wow was never going to be like, girl, hey, girl. Like, no, that was never it. But that is, that doesn't stop me from saying, oh, my gosh, I have a crush on Bow Wow. Whatever. It is what it is. You can't you can't have them all. You can't win them all. And you just have to um, date within your uh, look, your look brackets, whatever. Whatever it's called, appearance, appearance records. You know that Kevin Samuels got a average woman, average man. Okay, it's a lot of people who are average at best. You average at best. Who are looking for like you know high value people making six figures, and it's like you gotta understand these people can get you. They have options. They can get it. That's the root of it all, really. And that's why it's so important to mind your business. Because if you, if everybody literally, just think, if everybody's working on themselves, minding their business, doing what's best for them, elevating, when you're elevating, that's when you get better choices. Because now you're more beneficial. Now, you know, you just have more add-ons to you versus the average person. You know, it's like, while you're ambitious, you work hard, you got your own business, you got this, you got that, you volunteering, you doing this, you doing that, oh my gosh, you look good, you keep your hygiene up, whatever, whatever. So, get this, right? You first meet somebody, meet a stranger, everything's great, you're trying to get to know them, and you really have this spark, you really have this mystery about it, and this, like, you're intrigued, you, like, want to get to know them. Fast forward a few months, you kind of, like, got to see 
who they are a little bit, not a lot of it, but a little bit. And then you realize, like, you know, you really don't know if this person is for you or not. You know, time will, time will tell. Time will always tell. And the thing about, like, relationships and people and stuff is, like, you can't rush anything. And anything that's meant to be don't need to be rushed. Because when it's meant to be, you're not in a rush to hurry up and, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait to get married. Like, trust me, you can wait. Because if y'all really knew what marriage was about, because it's not just a ring and a wedding, okay? Marriage is completely different from the wedding, okay? If you just want to have a wedding, you want to have a reception, you want to have a party, you want to have a gathering, then say that. But you talk about marriage? <laughs> I don't even know what marriage means. Let me look it up. I'm not, I don't even feel like it because if I know it's too much work. <laughs> look, marriage is serious, okay? Marriage is so serious. Um, I was just bringing up how Miguel had uh, just divorced his wife of two and a half years. However, they have been together, just cohabitated, having sex for 17 years, right? So you've been shacking up, cohabitating with, with a person for 17 years. And then it was brought to my attention. My coworker has said that you got to know that when people finally call it quits, like the duration of their relationship, that means half of that time they was breaking up. And I was like, girl, you telling the truth. Because the dude that I was just talking to, it was five months, but I promise you, it was like two months for real in real time. Because most of the time we was not talking. We was on our break. We was tired of each other, and it was that. And so I'm just going over my experience with this guy. Like, I just got to know him or whatever. And then I realized that he just wasn't for me. Like, he wasn't just, he just wasn't for me. <laughs> like, like I said, love is a choice. And I just felt like you can't choose who you love. And I just naturally did not love him as he wanted me to. Um, it was just a lot of forced and rushing things. And I just felt like for me, I felt like he was projecting a lot of the things his um, ex didn't give him or didn't do for him. And somewhat I was showing up in some of the ways where he wished that's how she would have been, but he wished that I was hurt. You know what I'm saying? So it was all, it was a lot of that. And I'm just like, okay. So he never was making the choice to choose to love him because he couldn't. Because he couldn't help that, you know, he still loved his ex. And I can now say that um, I know that he definitely wasn't the person for me because I couldn't, like, make myself like feel anything that wasn't there and then like stuff just kept coming up that was um pushing me away from him and I'm like you know what I need to stop trying to uh force this because like I said no I can't choose who I love but love is a choice I can choose to love <laughs> I know I'm messing y'all up with this. I'm messing myself up with this. I can't even lie, but I know what I'm saying. 
I did drink a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. I feel like what I'm saying is it's, uh, not too, too confusing. It is confusing, but not too confusing. But I digress. Um, I just feel like, okay, as a young person, I spent a lot of time really trying to master and figure out relationships because that was the thing to do. And I'm not going to lie, okay? I have been having issues with, like, commitment issues, love issues. Like I said, I'm always the one to leave, and I'm always ready to leave. But it's this one person that it's so, it's so hard. When I say it's so hard, it is so hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm, like, done. I'm done. Because it's, like, nothing that he does, nothing that I know that would deter me from loving him will stop me from loving him and like that's how I know that you can't choose who you love because man this man did some things to me okay scarred me and like I got a lot of PTSD from this situation this relationship however um I can't choose to not love him and then you know some days I make the choice to be like oh yeah 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 I love him and then some days I'm like "Mm." I'm straight but for the most part it's just like what's in you what's what's in you naturally is is going to be a need for that in somebody else naturally there's no forcing there's no like (sighs) there's no GMO way of love like you can't you can't just I don't believe you can just create something and like fake it I don't I don't believe I don't believe it at first I did I was telling I was just telling this guy I was just talking about that it didn't work out with I was telling him like dude I don't have to love you but I will marry you. I will do this. We can figure it out. Because he really seemed like a person that I could tolerate. So I'm I'm going off of what I see now and what I feel like I can tolerate. But what I found out is that um, he showed me that he just wasn't the type of guy that was for me. And he kept telling me that I was doing too much and I was just being very unrealistic or whatever, whatever. And I, I just told him, like, yo, look, what you won't do and what you saying, you you just can't do it. Somebody else is willing to do it. And that's the type of that's the person that I want in my life. Not somebody who's gonna give me a hard time saying, Oh, well, I'm not gonna chase you. And I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you. You want to keep blocking me. You want to keep doing this. Then you can just go ahead. Because I went a day without talking to him. Now, we he already had bad communication. But anyways, I was trying to give him some of his medicine. Oh, God. These narcissists cannot take their own medicine. So, but I don't care. 
because I'm a rebel and I'm going to do it anyways. So that's what I did. So I gave him some of his own medicine. And he spit it back out. He had a whole little tantrum. He's like, you with some other dude. I can't do this. Hope you having fun. Whatever, whatever. And I'm like, bro, what's wrong with you? I was literally just doing my hair. And honestly, it was like an experiment I was having within myself. Yeah, it was wrong. And I saw him now. I'm like, yeah, I know it's wrong, whatever. But I just wanted to see some. And I saw what I needed to see. Because you had a whole thing going on within you and I'm like it really had nothing to do with me because I'm like you had no proof first of all we're not together (laughs) I was just like we're not together so for you having this possessiveness over my status of who I'm talking to and who I'm not is beyond me because I never said that we were exclusive I never said you're not entitled to know what I'm doing within my personal life, dude. We are just talking and getting to know each other. So when you first talking to get to know each other, you have to know that we just started talking. You don't know who I've, who I've previously had relationships with, okay? You don't know. If you make the assumption that people are just not talking to nobody before they start talking to you, I mean, come on now. Really? All right. So anyways, let's just act like we're children. Like let's act like that. That's that's what it was. But at the end of the day, like, dude, first of all, I thought that you only act like this when you you have seen some evidence. You've seen something. I go one day, I didn't respond to you, and now all of a sudden, like I literally had just spent four days with him. These were good days. When people say that, that means that we had some toxic problems. <laughs> We've had some bad days. So these are good days. But this day, I was just like, you know, let me, this is what women do. Let me, let me switch it up. Let me see something. Let me throw some spice in there and you throw some hot sauce in there and, and you, and you see what comes out. And his whole insecure side came out and I'm like, oh no. Because I'm the type of person, and I know I'm probably being unrealistic right now, and I'm still probably in my like fairy tale land of relationships or whatever. But I just feel like I don't ever want to be with a person who don't trust me if they don't exactly know like where I'm at, like who I'm with, like because I would never do that to you. Because I know at the end of the day that we're all human, we're all mammals. Whether or not it's our nature to be monogamous or uh, polygamy, whatever. Um, I don't have that power or control over you to say what you can and cannot do. Or to say that you owe me this. I'm just a person that you met and that you agreed to be exclusively monogamous with. Whether it's hard for you or not, you know. That's just something we agreed upon. We're going to work towards it or whatever. But it's not something that I feel like somebody died like Jesus and said, "Ah, this person, when you meet a regular person and y'all stay y'all together, no matter what, strike them down to death that they cheat on me. Like, what? Do you know how crazy that is? Do you know? And it's like I've always wanted to be a sense within myself of security, within myself to know that I'm going to be good 
with or without a person, I'm not going to let the absence or presence of another person determine whether or not I'm at peace or I'm happy with myself because I'm good. I'm always going to be good. (coughs) Why wouldn't I be? Why wouldn't I be? I came in this world by myself. I had survived so many things by myself. And that's probably just me being an independent person who was raised this way. Um, I understand it's a struggle for a lot of codependent people who uh, <clears throat> they were raised in a way that uh, people enabled them to believe that if they did things a certain way or whatever, that people will always be there for them and reciprocate things if they did certain things a certain way. I, however, was taught the opposite, that it don't matter what you do for a person. If they want to screw you over, they will, okay? I come from a family of of divided families. Like, it's a whole lot of different daddies and mamas and stuff. So at the end of the day... You're going to get in where you fit in. You're going to get your time with that person when it's your time. And then somebody else is going to get their time. You're not forever permanently stuck and glued to somebody. And nobody owes you their whole entire life. And, like, I mean, oh, God. every And that's the thing, too. Every time I thought of that, every time when I was younger, I thought of, like, relationships and marriage. I just thought of, like, shackles. In like prison, cause I'm like, ah, oh, you mean to tell me that for the rest of my life, I'm gonna go better sleep, talk to, love just one person, and like, okay, on a on a um glass half full, right? You think of oh, the security of knowing that I'm never be alone, I'm always have a person who. But at the end of the day, you got to realize, like, what comes with that. And realistically, like, over time, realistically, things change. And that whole spark, that whole mystery, that whole charm of when that person was a stranger and you was getting to know them, um, that disintegrates over time. And over time, you get tired of the person that you was chasing. You get tired of the person because now, now you see them in a whole different light. Now they behave differently because they have got comfortable. They have gotten complacent. And depending on where you're at in your relationship, they have gotten to a point where they know that no matter what they do, this is where that you can't help where you love. And if you have that attachment, that dependent, codependent, whatever, attachment style, and you just can't let go, then they know that no matter what they do, you're not going nowhere. So if they could cheat on you a thousand times, give you stuff, have babies on you, do all this stuff, crazy stuff, and they know, you know, you don't want to leave because you feel like uh, you don't want to love nobody else. You don't want to start over. You're too scared and fearful that um, because you don't love yourself, you feel like nobody else will love you because you haven't discovered how to love yourself. It's not that nobody else can love you. Anybody can love you. Come on now. Because you got to think, if you have the capacity, if you have the capacity to love the people that you love and the flaws that they have, why do you think you don't deserve that? Why do you think there's not somebody else out there like you who can do the same for you? And somebody, 
you know, that's not like the person that you're actually giving that love to. Because most of the time we give our love to people who don't deserve us, who don't appreciate who don't appreciate us and take advantage of us. Um, I know that for me, when I was young, I was really like shallow and just like having a good time. But at the end of the day, like I said, this, this self-love journey is a process and this thing that takes over time. But, um, we tend to go for, to go toward things in life that we didn't receive in our childhood. And so I'm just reflecting on like, just trying to come to grips with this generational curse, right? So <laughs> I was crying because I was mad about this situation, about myself, because I felt like a failure because I felt like, you know, this person was actually saying, we can work it out. We can... He was saying everything he thought I needed to hear and I wanted to hear. And it was great. It sounded good. But I know one thing's for sure, two things for certain. Anything that sounds too good, it ain't good. So uh, it's just the intuition I have and my God-given abilities that I can see through things. However, I'm not saying that you can. So, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. So, um, I'm sitting there like, this is not all on you. Why are you so messed up? Why are you not getting this? And why you keep going through these things again and again and again? And this, I kept on like, what did I do to deserve this? How do I keep getting here? Right? And then I start thinking about my mom. And I'm like, it's a lot of us, my siblings, who have this like resentment towards my mom and how she raised us. And I'm just like, you know what, guys? Look, at first it was me starting it. And then everybody was against me, but whatever. Now I'm straight and now everybody against my mom. But I'm like, you, you gotta you gotta realize that she was a teen mom. She had my brother, my oldest brother, at 16. And then after that, they was back to back to back to back to back to back. And I'm like, she never really got a chance to do her. She was a, a mother, raising all of them kids, trying to work and provide. And like, I don't know, if you have kids, then you know. I don't have none. So I really don't know. I'm only assuming. But let me tell you. I know it's not easy. It's not as easy as it looks. That's a lot of work. It takes a lot of work and energy. And my mom, like, talks to her now. She she reveals a little bit about the way that she loved and the way that she chose her partners. And I could just tell you that it was out of a low self-esteem, of low self-worth. And she's like, you know, I really just did some things and stuck through some things because I thought that was the right thing to do. You know, people tell you all the time, like, work through it. Don't give up. Don't leave them. And that, her inability to leave those bad situations and the way that she kept having kids with people who she didn't need to and all of that, um, it indirectly made me who I am today, which was an avoided person. And a person with commitment issues because I'm like, I'm not going to be stupid like my mom. I'm not going to let somebody play me, let them get me pregnant, leave me to be a single mother and do all of this. And at the time, 
you know, you don't realize, you don't go in it thinking negatively. You don't go in it thinking this is not going to work. You don't go in it, you know, you just live life. And that's what she was doing, just living life, just living life. But at no point in time did was she ever allowed to just stop and just focus on bettering the situation that you already have. Like, it's a mess of situation. Because honestly, one kid is one too many. That's just in my opinion. If you're not, if you're not financially stable, like, like at the at the at the basis of it, anybody can have a kid. You can have a kid whenever. Like, it's never gonna be a right time. You can have a kid whenever. Like, if you're 16, you got a lot of money. Have a kid. You know, if you're 19, you blowing up. You gotta, you know, you make six figure. Have a kid. Like, you're never. It's never gonna be like. At 30, at 25, that's when, that's the prime age. That's the great age to have a kid. Like, it's no great age to have a kid. You can have it. You can do it whenever. But um, at the basis of it, like, the, the, the great time is when you're, you're ready and you're responsible for it because you have to take care of it and provide for it. That's the only thing. That's the main thing. Because what you lack is what messes up that child and it messes up the world because... As you can see, I don't know if you were born with anything and you lacked anything, you lack money, you lack resources, knowledge, whatever, it affects you so much more than actually like whether or not your parent was a good parent or a bad parent, whether or not they was there or not there. It's like it's 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 and it's like the world is impacted just by your choice of having a kid right at the wrong time for the wrong person because you thought oh if I have this kid they're gonna stay and love me we're gonna have something together do you know how many people have kids with people who they could care less about the person they had the kid with but they love the kid or (laughs) indirectly they don't like the person they had a kid with and they don't like the kid because it's a product of that person that they don't like Imagine that, and now the kid suffers, and it's and and, and it's, it's it just all go back down to that. But I was basically saying like the way that my mother started living life and things, the way she did it, she would just um, submit and do what she needed to do to maintain the relationship. And I was just like, girl, I'll never want to be like that. And that's the thing with kids, right? Because this is what happened with her. However you were raised, you want to do the opposite. Because you felt like in your child mind that, oh, I would never do my kids like that. Right? And it's, it's your humanly way, it's your nature way to, like, prove that you can do it better. But what ends up happening is life happens and you understand that you actually did it worse or you did it the exact same. And it's because you have to take the time to love yourself and to learn yourself. And it's about your journey. It's not about a lot of people have kids because they don't have no direction or what they want to do with their life. So they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to have kids and the kids will help me figure it out. And it's like you put all that pressure on them kids helping you figure out your life and what you're going to do. And then, you know, this is what I hate. I hate to see it. But a lot of people have kids and then blame them kids. 
Talk about, I got to go to work. I got to pay the rent. I got to do this. I got to buy the groceries. First of all, first of all, I didn't ask to be here. Okay? You putting all this responsibility, all this guilt on me saying, I owe you. I got to pay you rent. I, I can never understand how people charge their kids rent. <laughs> I, I, as a teaching tool, great. But it be people like, you not about to live in my house for free life. Really? Because I swear I don't recall asking to be here. But all right, whatever, whatever. It's just people like that. And a lot of people just don't understand how wrong they are, how incompetent they are, how just bad they make the world and their children. And it's like a ripple effect. And it's just like, this is where I'm at. (laughs) It's so many things, so many negative things that I think about as to why I'm like, yeah, so... I never really thought or really like consciously was like, yeah, I want to I wanna get married and have some kids. Because at the end of the day, I just don't agree with how I got here. And, you know, how I'm like forced to live this life and like go through it and get through it, which I'm doing, you know, I'm complaining along the way, <laughs> but I'm doing it. But at the same time, it's like, I promised myself that I would never do that to another being if it was in my control. Because at the end of the day, you you wanna you wanna do things intentionally and grow things for a purpose and not for your own. It's like people have kids to like save them. It's like, oh without my son, I wouldn't be here. And it's like, dude, you it is so detrimental to a lot of kids. A lot of kids grow up just being their parents' emotional support pillow. And it's so unwarranted. And it's so unhealthy. It's so toxic. And a lot of people just don't want to own up to it. And then, in result, them same children end up being traumatized. They end up being so jaded, so bitter, so crazy, so angry at the world because of the responsibility that they had to be uh be the um the force that controls somebody's emotions and it's like it is babies babies they begin yelled at babies they begin beat they didn't do nothing they just crying they just upset they just scared they just uncomfortable people like why does baby cry all the time put the baby over there do something pop the baby and it's like pop the baby Wow. Yeah. But everything in life is like, it's it's cause and effect. And it's like the more you really study it, the more you learn it, the more you realize that there's nothing new under the sun. And I'm telling you that nothing you face, nothing you're going through is like so new to you that it only happened to you. It happened to somebody else. It happened to a lot of people a million times over. You just don't know about it because people don't talk about it. Because this is shame. It's embarrassing. People don't like to feel like a failure. So we hide and we lie to ourselves and we live in this delusion like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it didn't work out, but it wasn't my fault. It's because 
they didn't know how to love me. It's because you put these unrealistic expectations and standards on another person to love you as if you're their child unconditionally. To love you unconditionally as if they are God, the creator, whoever you believe in. As if. And it's like, but did you love yourself? Or do you hold, like... You up here expecting people to give you something that you don't give yourself. You don't love yourself to that capacity. However, you sitting here saying you won't accept less than, oh, I need this X, Y, Z, I need that. It's like, but what do you give yourself? What are you doing for yourself? Because if you are meeting your needs first, if you're meeting your needs first, what somebody does or doesn't do should not affect you to the extent that you're saying, I'm going to kill myself, that you're saying, uh, I'm not going to love anybody else. Like, if even if you got hurt, you can start over. Because you got to know that everybody is not that person. You got to know that things happen, things change, and people are different. But you got to allow yourself to flow and have that freedom to start over. You can't be holding on to something that that's, that's not serving you. So, yeah, I was going to say, you know, how Miguel... And his girlfriend or whatever wife had got divorced. And it's one thing to, like, get comfortable and used to somebody being there or whatever. But it's it's another thing to know that you just don't love this person. And it's not your choice. Or you just stop choosing to love them. You're like, you know, I, I really don't feel like it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm tired. I'm tired. Sometimes you just get tired of the same stuff. You get tired. Sometimes you just want to do something different. Learn something different, be loved differently. And you can look at uh, Kourtney Kardashian. She was with Scott for, they said, 11 years. And she was unhappy. She was miserable. And so she wasn't really being her authentic self. She had to show up in a way that was appropriate for him, right? And then when she got with the, I don't know, whatever the new guy's name is. Is his name Travis? Travis Barker? For some reason, that's what I want to say, but I don't know if that's right. Whatever his name is, whatever the guy she will now. So she got with him, and she's like dressing how she want to dress freely, feeling comfortable, being authentic. And it's like people will love you for love you for you, and you don't have to water yourself down just to make something work with somebody else who wants you to be a particular way. So. It's all subjective, and, you know, you really got to live through it and just go through it. Oh, damn. I've been talking for an hour, and I could only talk for 60 minutes. So love yourself, love others, and <laughs> you guys it. mind your business. Peace. <laughs>